0: Welcome to another episode of No Thanks But Yes, chill conversations with splendid people. This podcast features the many faces voices and pathways of recovery from problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. We'll just kind of get started. Got my candle burning.
1: (laughs) I have two downstairs.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for saying yes. I'm delighted.
1: I'm so glad to be here. I mean, whenever anyone reaches out reaches out to me about anything to do with recovery, the answer is always yes. You know, we pay it forward for sure.
0: Excellent. Um the the goal of, of this podcast is to raise the profile of the many faces, voices, pathways of resolving problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. And as I became a little more familiar with your story of recovery, I I really wanted to hold some space with you and, and put it on.
1: Thank you. <laughs> glad, <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs>
0: Well, we always start no thanks, but yes by you introducing yourself, however you want to. So, who the heck are you?
1: Uh, my name is Bronwyn Bronwyn Wyndham. I have seven children. I'm a gay advocate. I came out later in life. Uh, I celebrate knock on wood four years of sobriety on January thirtieth. Um, as far as who am I, I'm honestly I'm still figuring that out. It, there's been a lot of change in my life in the past couple of years. So who am I? I don't really know. And that's okay.
0: <laughs> oh, I kind of dig that answer a lot. <laughs> All right. Bronwyn, you um, obviously um, got on my radar through, through your, your participation in, um, in housewives, real housewives show and uh, and then your um, journey into recovery and uh so i'm delighted that you're here right now so um you've uh coming up on four years of of that journey end of the month i'm gonna have to roll back with you and and uh wish you a uh a happy anniversary when that day comes uh soon oh my
1: goodness 30th
0: so i always um, say
1: it's a long time without a drink but a short time to be sober
0: mm, mm, facts facts yeah i'm rolling up on um 20 years this October in this journey yeah it's gonna be fun (laughs) so you identify as a person in recovery so um what does that what does that mean to you what is recovery
1: it's funny I actually I was driving my kids to school this morning and we were having this conversation in the car um we were talking about someone else a friend of mine that's in recovery and they said recovering from what I said from you know alcohol use disorder he's also an alcoholic my kids like well you're not an alcoholic anymore i said well yeah yes i am you know but they're like but you don't drink exactly i'm in recovery and that never goes away and my 10 year old was like well what about after 10 years i mean then you're okay i said no no this is forever you know knock on wood i will be in recovery forever and they kind of just sat there with that because i think in their minds and a lot of people's minds alcoholics are people that drink a lot who have lost everything and that's sort of the face that we have to alcoholism so i think for me being in recovery the important thing is to remember is that whichever word you use alcohol use disorder or alcoholic i prefer alcoholic that's how i identify um being an alcoholic is also having your life together and being able to show up sober. There's two sides to being an alcoholic. One is the drinking side. One is the recovery side. And they're both equally important. So for me, recovery is showing up for myself every single day and saying, I'm not going to drink today. Uh, It's reminding myself that nothing would be better if I had a drink. And it's reminding myself, and this is the biggest thing for me that I cannot drink. I cannot drink on the weekends. I cannot drink after five. I cannot drink only beer. I cannot drink. (laughs) And that's a day-to-day practice, you know, living in gratitude, retraining my brain. It's very easy for me to get stuck in these repetitive behaviors that no longer serve me. Mm. Um, You know, I do suffer from mental health issues. And when I'm triggered, especially by past traumas, my go-to is to go back to that back part of your brain that lives in fear and anxiety and react from that. So I have to do daily, daily practices (laughs) so that I'm not reacting out of fear um, and anxiety, that I'm reacting out of gratitude. I have to practice joy every day or you know i can i can go down a road that i don't want to go down
0: oh that's wonderful that that is so clear and robust uh your definition of recovery i'm i'm okay. gratified that you spoke to um the self-identification uh, i choose to identify as an alcoholic but i also recognize you know the, the 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 accurate non-stigmatizing language of alcohol use disorder that's brilliant um showing up and um the practice the practice the uh, the adaptive behaviors trying to rewire and and uh, get out of those. And I, I mentioned to you earlier, we don't talk enough about why people end up having problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. And, um, you know, as I was um, doing some review, you know, of, of, of some of, of your um, public appearance in, on the show, I, I had an empathic experience with... Um, this business of running away when, when the emotional, when the confrontation rises, the running away. So either physically running away or, or chemically running away. And that, that really resonated with me. And so you're practicing kind of not doing that now. That's tough stuff.
1: It's that fight or flight in me that is so strong. It's, I don't want to get hurt is kind of the basics the basis for which my entire life has revolved. I don't want to get hurt. And there's so much that can hurt us. So I think in recovery, you learn, okay, I'm going to get hurt. How can I deal with that in a way that's healthy? Because things, you know, don't go away when you're sober. You still go through really hard times. You still have breakups. You still have people that are going to hurt you. How do I deal with it in a way that is productive, proactive, and can get me through it you know you don't want to get stuck in the tunnel you want to get to the light at the other end
0: oh right on um we are going to get hurt and and one thing i i explained to some folks that uh, i'm trying to share my experience with recovery and enhanced recovery was um i continued to be afraid and i continued to be hurt but uh, relished in the reality that it didn't kill me (laughs) And, and I came out on the other end and whether I was victorious or whether I fell on my face, um, I grew just a little bit from both experiences. You know, the, the, the successes gave me some more positive self perception and, and, and efficacy and also, you know, the getting hurt and falling down also was building as well in, in, in letting me know I'm a little more resilient than I thought I was.
1: I will say too, one of the thing I love about working a program, um, whether you're in a 12 step program or not is the importance of community, because I can go through anything and I can go to somewhere and someone has been through it. Maybe not exactly, but a lot of the times exactly. (laughs) Um, and it, it helps to know one, that you're not alone Two, that you will get through it because others have and that there is a way through this. I I have found that when I walk into somewhere with something that seems overwhelming, I can't believe, because I'm very self-centered by nature. I just have to call it as it is. I am very self-centered and I will walk into that room thinking, okay, this is my issue. It's big, it's huge. No one understands, only to be brought down to the right size of you're exactly like everyone else. Other people have dealt with this and you're going to be okay. And I think that for me, I I don't know about you, I have gone in crying hysterically, thinking I don't know how to get to one foot in front of the other, to walking out of that room going, okay, I got it. I know what I need to do now. I'm not alone. And just feeling better and lighter and more joyous, even in the darkest of moments.
0: Community is such good medicine. It's been critical.
1: So important. And I really... You know, I think this day and age, we have podcasts, we have Zoom meetings, we have all of these, we have apps on our phone, but none of that can really be take place of actual physical community, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you can't do this alone and thrive. Um, I mean, I can't, I shouldn't say you can't, I can't. And that sense of community is that phone call i don't know about you but i have a certain i have a list kind of who do i call you know when things are hard and and those are real things and who can i go to see him to a meeting and who's going to hold my hand and just give me a hug and those are things that make sobriety not something you get through but something that you thrive in
0: Mm. Mm. You know, I, I'm a I'm a social worker and I and I'm a consultant uh, on federal contract, helping rural communities across the country to rally, to reduce overdose and increase opportunities for recovery. And one of the things that I promote are are many pathways to to finding what we've found. But yeah. what I share is I've discovered that these many pathways to wellness. Uh, in my perception and my experience have a tendency to have three common components, one being community and, and one being uh, the finding of purpose and the, and then the building of autonomy. So I've started saying, find your people, find your purpose and find yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I dig it the most.
1: Yeah. Finding my purpose took me a little bit longer
0: um, it does. But when,
1: when I did, it was sort of a, uh, a, a lightning bolt moment I was like okay, this is it and I knew it took me about three I would say three years to figure out what it was I I was I was want what I was put her to do but when I did it was like okay, I got it now and thank you for putting this into my life at the right moment. I wouldn't have been ready for it before. so you know be patient too if you're listening to this be patient um things come to you not when you want them but when you're supposed to have them. And we are in such an instant gratification society that that's hard. I, I, I suffer from that. You know, I have like 20 things in my Amazon cart right now, (laughs) you know, but because I'm in the program, I haven't bought them yet. I just let them sit there for a little bit while, but we are in an instant gratification society. So you're not going to get everything today but you will get the things that you need, even if you don't want some. Th- some of the things I got, I didn't want, but I turns out I needed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when, when you're ready, just be open to it. Be open to the process. Don't force it. There's so many cliches, but some of them make so much sense. Let, you know, let go and let God like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, they can so let them, you know, so like turning things over, not always being in control. That was a hard one. That's one I still struggle with, but.
0: Takes practice. Yes. And (laughs) and that's, that's why I put them in order too. when I share them with people, you know, I say, find your people first, (laughs) find your people, people. hang out. And and eventually purpose. It reveals itself. You got it quicker than I did. It took me about six years to figure out why I was on this blue marble.
1: I, you know, for me, I have, I've had a lot of really good people that have led me and helped me and had my back. Um, The last three, really the last year of my life has been the hardest of my life. Hands down, I, I, you know, on the, on the floor moments where I'm like, I just don't want to do this. Like I can, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to, but I had this community that's like, okay, but what are you going to do next? What's the next? We don't have to think about anything, but the next right step. And sometimes breaking it down to that and just having someone baby step you through it and hold your hand has been everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and my 10-year-old today in the car, was like, something about a work in progress. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but I said, no, we're always a work in progress. And his little 10-year-old brain was like, Wait, what? So this never ends? And I was like, <laughs> no. Because I don't know about you, but I'm 46 and I thought for sure I would have everything like together by now and understand being what being a grown up was about. Yeah. And I'm still winging it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm 56 and I'm with you, sister.
1: <laughs> like we're all just sort of faking it and doing the best we can. And just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah right on. Oh, this is great. And, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing in, uh, you know, your your kids' insights as well. Um, one of the things I share with you there there was a there was an episode when 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 your son was exploring gender identity and um, and uh, you had made this statement about um, what an inspiration or. I forget the word, but it was a potent word, and and that resonated with me because I feel kind of feel the same way about my son as well, who uh, was going through, uh, is going through a similar experience. Listen to kids. Yeah. Watch them.
1: Listen to kids, and then and don't hide things from them. I think for me, you know, my father died from this disease, so it's always been really important that I've been. Age appropriately honest with them. You know, they don't have to know about all the drugs I did quite yet, but you know, at five years old. Um, but they do know that mom has this issue because I have seven children. Odds are at least one of them, statistically speaking, will suffer from this. So yeah. I always want to make it clear that I'm here, there's no judgment, and also that being in recovery isn't a failure because there's a lot of that in the because that means I failed. I can't drink like everyone else. I'm a failure. The being in recovery isn't a failure. It's just a disease of the brain, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it. Just like you're born with OCD or ADHD, I was born with the, you know, genetic predisposition to be an alcoholic.
0: I was born this way with Yeah. The vulnerability to mental and substance use disorders, yeah. and, and I was open with with my kids as well. And the thing about our recovery status, uh, other than it's not a failure, as you said, it's a protective factor in in the uh, in the risk uh, associated with with our kids. Yeah, yeah, beautiful thing. Well, I think we've explored recovery so well. Um, tell me tell me what you're up to. Tell me what you're up to You know, with your recovery visibility that you're doing now with your LGBTQIA plus advocacy, any creative projects, anything you want to share? What are you up to now, relationships? Right
1: now, I'm in school well, full time. So that I have gone back to school to be a certified peer recovery specialist. And I want to help people on this path. So I have I have amazing sober community out here. I'm really good friends with um, the people at Promises. They have uh, rehab out here. The Red Songbird Foundation, Jason Waller from the Hills. I don't know if you know him. Um, He's my neighbor. He's actually one of the reasons we lived out here. Um, So I'm I'm very lucky with that. I'm, I'm also doing a program through Harvard for wellness. So I'm hoping to sort of put them all together, which is, i am sure you've noticed this. It's not just people with alcohol use disorder that are not drinking now. It's the whole mind-body experience. So taking people that are sober curious or taking moms that no longer want wine in a sippy cup and saying, we are going to create a way for you to take your brain, to take these old patterns and to get you fully healthy. Um, I've been doing a lot of researching on the, the specs, the brain specs. Have you seen those of alcoholism, caffeine addiction, nicotine, even mental illness and how that relates and how we can reprogram and retrain the brain through joy. And I am loving this journey and everything about it. So that's where I am right now. I'm trying to bring joy into people's lives so that it can reprogram their brains You know, and we don't have to depend on things like being on Instagram too long for that serotonin boost or, you know, watching too much TV or buying that shirt we don't need or all the other things that we are clinging to right now as a society that we can really just find joy in the things like the sunset, the rain and the deer in my backyard and hanging out with my friends.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. and
1: I I love this and I love being able to share this. I get so excited when I get to share this with people, especially people that are just starting to get sober. I've probably had a little bit more of a cheerleader than they're ready for sometimes and I have to tone it down, but it's like, I have been so, I I was so depressed when I started this and my life was over and it's, I'm 46, it's just beginning. So that's Mm. where I've been. I probably haven't been as visible like on social media and stuff because I'm actually taking time to live my real, my real life (laughs) instead of of the one that I put out there. But I will be back on social media when I feel like it. But for me right now, I needed to take a step back to focus on what was important to me without outside opinions.
0: Well, I have to tell you that there is great joy in, in our professional uh, our vocational goals aligning with our um, our personal pathways and passions. I, I live in that space now, and uh, I'm excited for you. Peer support is is a surging, uh, innovative and and uh, effective uh, workforce being integrated in the whole continuum of behavioral health care. And, and- such
1: a, it's such a important time right now i feel like we're rewriting the the entire manual on what addiction looks like mm-hmm. and and really making it something positive instead of you know that old image that we all had so i'm excited and as far as the queer community goes just living in tennessee with my wife I, like that's enough of a statement you know um <laughs> but we definitely we have we 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 have to live here a little bit longer, but my step one is going to be to run for the school board. I know who I'm running against. Uh, I don't know if I will win, but I'm going to keep trying because I really do believe that there is a huge queer community here, but it's quiet. And I love the idea that young people have representation. You know, you shouldn't be confused when you have to go to the bathroom. One of my kids identifies as gender fluid and they shouldn't have to be look at, figure out which one. So just making people aware. I think when I first enrolled the kids at school, they had a line for mother and father, not even caretaker, just mother and father and bringing it to their attention and saying, this isn't just for queer families. A lot of kids live with their grandparents too. So let's make things more inclusive. We don't need father-daughter dances. We need Valentine dances. Like we just a little bit of language every now and then. And I, you know, do a lot of work with GLAD. And sort of helping out in that arena um there's a huge queer country music music resurgence right now where they're becoming more out and vocal um ty herndon lily rose brooke eden these are all huge country music stars that are outwardly queer and you know living life with their their partners so that is where my heart is right now as far as the queer community goes i will say there's a big overlap between the queer community and the sober community. Hmm. Um, And I know a lot of people have done research on why and why that is, but it's, it's definitely a really good place to be right now. So we're loving it here.
0: Oh, good. Good. I'm glad you're in Tennessee. Uh, I have much love for Tennessee and I'm a North Carolinian myself. I've much love for my state and, and uh, have taken delight in the, in the progress that we have made though it seems to creep at times but it you know it, it takes allies and advocates and um, folks who can compassionately but firmly meet people where they are and, and help bring them yeah. along And your peer support you're going to be doing a lot of that too.
1: I think sometimes just living life is mm. enough. You know, people just seeing that being like, a, a, you know, having two moms is normal. We still go to Trader Joe's and can't get our kids to put their socks and shoes on quickly either. Like, you know, the more the more you get to know us, the more you realize we're exactly like you.
0: <laughs> yes. So queer visibility, recovery yeah. visibility, just living your life. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to hang on that one for a minute. That's beautiful. Well, you know what, you're, uh, what do you do for fun? Uh, what do you do for creative outlet? What do you do to take care of yourself? Um, one of the things about this podcast is some outspoken folks within the recovery community uh will continue to embrace the um the trudge, you know, that it's a trudge through a veil of tears. And I'm and you seem to be a joy person. That sounds and, awful. Uh, let uh, no, talk I'm about not, joy.
1: I to <laughs> um I make sure <laughs> I don't want I, to trudge. <laughs> I've never wanted life to be harder than it needed to be. So I like easy. Um, I but what do I do? I, you know, I go for a walk every day. Um, I make sure I go for nice long walks in nature. That grounds me. And I don't want to. Most days I don't want to. I want to stay at home, but I do it anyways, and I always feel better. Um, for fun, I read a lot. I love to go antiquing with Jen. We love to travel. Uh, if you look at my Instagram, we're always trying somewhere new. I joke to save money, find the worst time to go somewhere and go then. Um, you know, so we travel a lot. We do a lot of road trips. We end up in random little towns on the off season. Um, I love going to thrift stores, I love going to random little hole in the wall places for food. We spend a lot of time online trying to figure out the, you know the cute little places post divorce. I don't have the finances that I used to. So everything we do, we do very affordably. and i I do post my tips. Um, you know, when I'm with the kids, I'm with the kids now that we have shared custody. But when I'm not with them, I don't sit at home and cry miss and miss them. I'm off with Jen you know, finding cute little towns that you never knew existed. Like Eureka Springs, who knew there's like a lesbian community in Arkansas. I didn't know. Um, but just enjoying the little things like hikes with the person you love, you know, finding the super cute t-shirt from the band you loved in high school at a random vintage shop. Like, I love this. I, I love the magnets I collect. <laughs> I, I um, but it is the simple things and appreciating the simple things. Occasionally, I'll go out at night. That's what I used to do that a lot. I had a big nighttime activity. But for the most part, when the sun goes down, I want to be in bed watching Netflix, cuddled up with Jen and our dog. I like popcorn. That's it. Like that. I'm. The same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh,
1: gosh. Yeah, it's it really becomes maybe. It's also because I'm getting older, I'm 46 now, but like my mindset has shifted from I want to see things instead of I want to be seen. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. Yeah. And I'll and I'll throw you a compliment that uh, ought to resonate with, with with your culture that in which you live and recover. I want what you have. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm so
1: glad that's... we got to hang out and meet.
0: <laughs> me too. Me what too.
1: part of North Carolina? Well, you can tell me it later, but I love North Carolina. What part of oh. you? In?
0: Yeah, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, but okay. so yeah, I'm all over the state for I sure. I love it there. Oh, me too. Me too. I never left. You know, I, uh, I was raised here and ran off and joined the Navy and traveled the world and and ended up coming back here, but with big plans to run off to LA or New York City to be an actor. And I just ended up staying and I became a teacher and I, and I got into recovery and then I became a social worker and I, and then I just built this big, beautiful family with my partner we're still together we're celebrating 30 years this year together we're going to run off to scotland and spend a couple weeks exploring so as you were talking about what you know you and jen wanting to see i was like yeah that's that's what jill and i are doing
1: yeah jen was or she went to scotland for a concert i didn't get to go and she said it was phenomenal she loved it
0: yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to it well, all right. Well, oh, what a great, uh, what a great time. Well, I'll tell you what, we always end a uh, no thanks, but yes, with, uh, with a final message. Do you have a final message for our millions of listeners?
1: <laughs> um, I think if you are new in recovery, if you're, or if you're considering it to remember that if you're only doing the first part over and over, if you're not drinking, but then you're going back after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you're never getting to the good part. You're doing the hardest part over and over and over. So if you have an issue or if you wanna try sobriety, give yourself a year. Give yourself one year so that you can get to the good part because you don't wanna do those first few weeks, first few months over and over and over. I wouldn't, You you gotta put in the time and I promise you it's worth it.
0: Get to the good part. <laughs> you know, I always listen creatively to these conversations and the title of the episode eventually just boils up to the top. Get to the good part.
1: Get to the good part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I, I hope that we continue to um, to run into each other. And I'm looking forward to what this year brings for both of us.
1: Same. Happy 2024. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to another amazing episode. No Thanks But Yes is non-monetized and unaffiliated, available everywhere you stream excellent podcasts. Remember to subscribe today and tell all your friends about it.